It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kick them down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition information. You know, we provide it on our website, weightandwellness.com. We provide it through our e-newsletters. And at our many excellent nutrition classes and during our one-on-one appointments with clients, you know, our goal is to help people understand why the correct eating plan can help you change your health so you can actually change your life. We're all about changing your nutrition to change your life. In fact, as you are listening, ask yourself, is there any part of my health I need or want to change? You know, maybe you have ongoing back pain, or maybe you can't sleep, or maybe you have one hot flash after another. <laughs> or maybe you're so depressed or anxious you're withdrawing from life. Or let me jump in there, Dar. Maybe some other suggestions might be your baby has acid reflux and cries all night. Or your teenager is struggling with acne. Or maybe your husband has prostate problems and is in the bathroom all the time. Or maybe you have diabetes, cholesterol problems, fibromyalgia. Or maybe you need to lose 100 pounds or even just 10 pounds, but you don't know how to do it. So all of these problems are nutritional problems. These health problems can get better through eating the correct foods, or they can get worse by eating the wrong foods. It's really very simple. (laughs) (laughs) Very simple. So, and I think we can clearly see how bad foods... And yes, I am talking about those monster energy drinks as bad nutrition because it has been reported that at least five people have died from drinking those monster energy drinks. Isn't that scary? It's so scary. Yeah. I I mean, at least five. And I'm sure there's other people that we don't even know about. And even those five hour little energy things. Yes. And, you know, we don't even, Anna, we don't even have to go to, um, you know, monster drinks. We no. don't even have to zero in on those nope. for increased health risk. Yeah. A study that was conducted by Dr. Lynn from the Brigham and Women's Hospital found a diet high in sodium and artificial sweetened soda was linked to a decline in kidney function. This study was conducted over 11 years, nice long study, mm-hmm. and involved more than 3,000 women. A big study. Mm-hmm. So again, they found drinking two or more diet sodas daily was associated with a decreased function in your kidney. I mean, isn't this amazing? Yeah. So, you know, gr- before you grab the next diet pop, stop <laughs> and think, hmm, I wonder how my kidneys are doing today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like giving them a drug that's that's harming them. And, you yeah. know, kidney cancer is on the rise. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring this up. I just found that study and I thought, wow, is that amazing? Yep, exactly. And nutrition, I mean, really, it, what you are eating is the key to your health. Um, 90% of your health is developed from your lifestyle habits and, again, what you're eating. So only 10% is your genetics. And that's another surprising thing. <laughs> so now I get to introduce our co-host, yeah. Anna Derhock, 
Anna mm-hmm. is also a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition. And I know you are totally booked with clients today. <laughs> I saw it on the schedule. Oh, you don't even easy. have time to run to the bathroom, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I know last August, you know, you attended a wonderful nutrition conference in Montana. What was the name of that? Uh, Glacier Fest. And you came back and you said, we have to invite Dr. Thomas O'Brien <laughs> to be a on our Dishing Up Nutrition show because he apparently he gave a wonderful talk about the cause of autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. and how eating gluten grains may be increasing the risk of autoimmune disease for people with kind of that genetic predisposition to yep. having an autoimmune disease, right? Yep, exactly. So today we are very fortunate to have Dr. Thomas O'Brien join us by phone to explain how eating gluten grains can trigger an autoimmune disorder. So let me introduce Dr. Thomas O'Brien. He is one of the most respected and appreciated speakers in the field of gluten sensitivity and autoimmune conditions. Um, I appreciate him because he is a clinician. So he's in the heart of it. He's yes. seeing clients, you know, he's helping patients. Um, and, and it's not just with autoimmune diseases, but other chronic diseases as well. So, um, and he's not only a researcher, but again, he works in the daily grind of seeing clients. So, yeah, welcome. that's great. So, welcome, Dr. O'Brien. You know, um, on your website, you quoted a study from the New, York, New England Journal of Medicine about it was in January 2010 that at least 55 diseases can be caused by eating gluten. That's uh, amazing. Yes. So, before we connect gluten to those 55 diseases, let's first talk about what is an autoimmune disease. You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard the term, but they don't really know what it means. So if you could, could you explain it if my mother was listening? Of course, it'd have to be from heaven that she'd be listening, but if she was listening today, (laughs) uh, she would understand what you're talking about. So you can't yeah, use course. all kinds well, of technical words. <laughs> good morning to you, morning, and welcome to the show. <laughs> I think we're going to have ladies. a little fun. Good morning. <laughs> yes. What time is it where you were talking to, from? Uh, it is six uh, something. Oh, okay. <laughs> so something. thank you so much thank for joining. Thank you so much. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're very welcome. Good morning to you. Morning. Yes, what, what is an autoimmune disease? Well, um, If you think about the immune system as the armed forces of our body, that it's there to protect us. And we've got an army, a navy, an air force, a marines in the immune system. It's called IgG, IgA, IgE, IgM. That there are different branches of the armed forces in our body that are there to protect us from things that we get exposed to. And... Um, when we're exposed to something that the body thinks is not good for us, we activate the immune system to go after it and destroy it. And the immune system will fire high-powered, uh, uh, high-powered rifle that fires chemical bullets. They're called cytokines. That's a really nice scrabble word to use, cytokines. <laughs> uh, and those cytokines will destroy the bacteria or the virus or whatever the immune system says is an invader, something that's not supposed to be there. And that's great. We wouldn't be on the planet if we didn't have an active, healthy immune system. Totally agree. But what happens sometimes is that the immune system gets a little confused and it goes after our own tissue and it'll attack 
our brain tissue or it'll check our heart tissue or it'll check our liver tissue or muscle tissue or bone tissue. And when it does that, we start destroying those cells. We destroy our bone cells, and you can't feel that when that's happening. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't feel anything, and it goes on for years and years and years. And eventually, you destroy enough of our own tissue, whether it's bone, brain, kidney. Yeah. So symptoms, and yeah. those symptoms do a doctor. So we're losing a little bit, Dr. O'Brien, of your phone connection. I'm hoping, yeah. Anna, you were going to ask him a question. Yes. I, can you kind of tell, tell our listeners what causes our immune system to start attacking itself or what causes that immune, autoimmune disease response? I think what we did was we hopefully will catch him when. So, Anna, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And then uh, we will, when by the time we come back, I'm sure Olivia will will have Dr. O'Brien back on our line. Okay. All right. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you are struggling with an autoimmune disease, all the dietitians and nutritionists at Nutrition Weight and Wellness have been trained to help you understand your disease. Um, They'll also, will also teach you how to follow um, um, an anti-inflammatory eating plan, which will help, um, you get that under control, and then they'll also take steps to healing your intestinal tract because that's pretty much one of the the most important ways to overcome a autoimmune response. Um, so we start with the two hour initial consultation, and usually recommend monthly follow ups, um, you know, at, as needed. And call, so if you want to call our office at six five one six nine nine three four three eight to set up an appointment, please do so, or go to our website and learn more about us. We'll be right back. When something is simple, it's called a cakewalk or easy as pie. Funny how there's no easy as pie diet. But now there is a plan to make shedding pounds simpler. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. That's right, using Nutrition for Weight Loss. Created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Nutrition for Weight Loss will teach you the secret to losing weight and keeping it off. Nutrition for Weight Loss will create a personalized plan for you. It will bump up your metabolism to help you burn more calories. And there's no frozen prepackaged or liquid meals. You eat real food. With Nutrition for Weight Loss, you never get that hungry, haggard feeling. The program uses the latest in nutritional science to keep you feeling satisfied. And you'll love the bounce in your energy level. Find out more about Nutrition for Weight Loss. Call 651-699-3438 or online. It's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Getting the body you want is easier than you think with Nutrition for Weight Loss. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we're discussing autoimmune diseases with Dr. Thomas O'Brien, an internationally recognized speaker and workshop leader specializing in gluten sensitivity and celiac disease. If you have a question about autoimmune disease or even if you have a question about gluten sensitivity, call us today at the station at 651-641-1071. And you know, Anna, we had Dr. O'Brien as a guest on Dishing Up Nutrition in 2009, mm-hmm. and it was a great show. Yeah. And now I'm so happy to tell you that we have a new website, and it actually has a search engine on it, and you can go right to, if you want to listen to gluten sensitivity, you can push that button, oh. and you can find the show. Nice. And it was a great show, and I would say, you know, I think people will want to listen to this show 
as a follow-up and also to that one yes. in the future. So we got lots of questions for Dr. Yes, O'Brien. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm glad we got you back on, Dr. Thomas O'Brien. Thank you. Yes, yes, me too. So you were kind of explained to us about, you know, what an autoimmune disease is, but what what causes our immune system to start attacking itself like that, or what causes an autoimmune disease? You know, there are um, many, many different causes, like everything in life. There's not just one cause. Right. Uh, but there is a common pattern that has been identified as associated with the development of autoimmune diseases. Now, autoimmune diseases are things that you've heard of, like multiple sclerosis or rheumatoid arthritis or psoriasis, uh, that there are many different autoimmune diseases, and um, when someone develops those types of symptoms and they go to their family doctor and they get the diagnosis, they're referred to the specialist for that particular disease. So if you have rheumatoid arthritis, you're referred to a rheumatologist. If you have psoriasis, you're referred to a dermatologist, a skin specialist. And if you have multiple sclerosis, you're, re- you're referred to a neurologist, a nerve specialist. And that's really great, and those specialists have helped thousands and thousands of people deal with their disease. But what scientists have discovered, I think the first papers on this that became really well-received or recognized were about in 2001, about 2001, 2002, about 10 years ago, what scientists started writing about is that there seems to be a pattern in the development of all of these autoimmune conditions, that they follow a particular pattern. And that pattern is that there's um, three things that seem to be associated consistently with an autoimmune condition, and it didn't matter which autoimmune disease you were diagnosed with. And that pattern is, first, a genetic vulnerability to that particular condition. So it's kind of like people have to have a genetic predisposition. That's exactly right. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's your book of life. It's the deck of cards mm-hmm. that you were dealt when you were born, and you can't do anything about it. That's your genes. And by the way, for your readers that want to learn about genes and how they affect us, there's a wonderful book called Genetic Nutritioneering by mm-hmm. Dr. Jeffrey Bland, B-L-A-N-D. And what Dr. Bland talks about in Genetic Nutritioneering is that it's really not that important what, what the deck of cards is that you were dealt in life. What's important is whether those genes get turned on in uh-huh. your life yes. or not. Yes, and you talked about that in Montana, which I loved. Yeah, thank so, you. Yes. Thank you. And uh, so, you know, you may have a family history of rheumatoid arthritis, or you may have a family history of breast cancer, you may have a family history of heart disease, and those are really, those are very real risk factors. But you uh, don't necessarily have to get those, right? That's exactly right. And that's what Dr. Bland explains is that you don't necessarily get that disease. It depends. If you turn that gene on, then you start developing those um, uh, mechanisms causing that tissue damage and that genetic disease. But So the key is don't turn on the genes. <laughs> so yeah. what can turn on those genes? <laughs> well, that's the second part of the trilogy <laughs> in the development of autoimmune conditions. And it's funny you should ask. <laughs> the, so the first is the genetic vulnerability. The second is an environmental trigger, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, 
so to say. You know, when you get exposed to something too many times that's not good for you and your body can't adapt and deal with it anymore and you get the straw that broke the camel's back, now the immune system um, starts waking up and say, wait a minute, this is a problem. I better do something about this. So, you know, explain that a little bit more in detail. Give us some examples of what that environmental trigger might be for people. Sliders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, uh, deep fried uh Fast food, um, way, way too many French fries, way too many ding-dongs and ho-hos in life. Um, <laughs> way, way too many. down to our level. That's right. I love it. Your, your body is able to deal with a little bit of that kind of stuff. It's not, ah, everybody knows Coca-Cola is not good for you. I mean, give me a break. You right. Put, you know, Coca-Cola eats the rust off of your iron railings on the hand railings outside. You know, you put Coke on it, and, and it eats the rust off. Or what I tell children is who drink Coke, and they like I say, do you like Coke? Oh, yeah. I said, I'll tell you what. Take a dime and put it in a can of Coca-Cola. Leave it there overnight, and the next day at the same time, so 24 hours later, pour it out into a glass and look at the dime. <laughs> and it eats away the metal uh, on the dime. Yep. You don't have the lines on the sides of the dime anymore. Mm-hmm. And and kids see that, and they go, oh, my God. And that's what it's doing to your tummy. <laughs> that's why you have tummy aches. Yes. And so, um, so the environmental trigger, when you cross a line, and wherever that line is, for some people, it's very, very little exposure to certain things. For others, they can handle a lot of something but still they're going to cross a line somewhere, and then the immune system wakes up. And, and I think working with clients, Dr. O'Brien, that that's one of the things that some people have a hard time understanding. Why is it so easy for that person to cross the line? They have to be so careful, and then they can see their friends eating, you know, doing the Mountain Dew and doing the fast food and doing right, that right. for oh, years and years. That's, that's really easy. That's really, and we know now why that is. Mm-hmm. And it's the same reason as why celiac disease, and that's the, the autoimmune disease when you um, have gluten, you eat gluten and it's a problem for you, and gluten is a protein in wheat. It's why celiac disease has gone up by threefold since the 1970s. It's tripled, and it's not because of better diagnostics. It's that more people are getting sicker, mm-hmm. and the reason for that why some people can eat a, a lot of something, other people can't have any at all, is called a loss of immune tolerance. That okay. the immune system, which is a screening, you know, every forkful of what you take in your mouth, every forkful is either inflammatory, which causes a problem, or anti-inflammatory, which puts the fire out. There's no neutrals except healthy water. There are no neutrals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every forkful of what we eat that's going in your mouth is either going to cause a fire in your body, and that's called inflammation, and inflammation is the mechanism that causes all diseases at the cell level. The cell is always inflamed, and it just depends. Is it a kidney cell or a heart cell? Is it gasoline or kerosene? But it's always inflammation, and every forkful of what you put in is either inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. So what we know since 1974 is a loss of immune tolerance, meaning that the immune system lets, won't let things slide anymore and just say, well, that's not too bad, we'll let it go by. Now the immune system becomes activated and it attacks. And why does it attack? It's because our world 
has never been as toxic as it is now. And the human body is exposed to thousands of chemicals every single day that were not even on the planet a hundred years ago. And I'm not exaggerating the amount. Every day, our water, the hundreds and hundreds of chemicals in our drinking water that are not supposed to be there, the air we breathe, the foods that we eat full of pesticides, insecticides, that we are exposed, the clothes we wear and the, the flame retardant and the clothes that we breathe in all day. We're exposed to so many chemicals that the immune system, after a while, becomes hypervigilant. It becomes very, very attentive. It says, I've got to fight everything. I've got to fight everything. I've got to fight everything. And all of a sudden, the immune system says, like that gluten thing, that's a problem. That's a problem. I can't take that anymore. And boom, it, you develop the autoimmune condition going after gluten. And it can manifest, as you said in the show we did in 2009, we talked about all of the different manifestations of gluten sensitivity from from gallbladder problems to miscarriages, from attention deficit to osteoporosis. I mean, it just goes on and on mm-hmm. what gluten mm-hmm. might cause. But it's a loss of immune tolerance. That's the second mechanism is the environmental trigger, and we cross the edge somewhere. So the first one was the genetic vulnerability. The second one is the environmental trigger. And the third component is something called intestinal permeability, or a slang term for it is leaky gut, Mm -hmm. that those are the three components in the development of most all, I can't say all because researchers haven't looked at every single one, but they say most autoimmune diseases have that trio of contributing factors that set off the development of that autoimmune condition. So, Dr. O'Brien, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back... Uh, listeners, we're going to continue with our conversation with him, but yep. to, to kind of get the framework now. Yes, yes. So you're listening to Dishant Nutrition. And as Dar mentioned before, researchers, researchers have found that drinking diet soda increases your risk to having kidney damage or even kidney cancer. So a very serious problem. But you may be saying, as many of my clients have said in the past, I can't give up my diet pop. I'm addicted to it. So I give them Dar's three for three approach to giving up soda. It's actually three supplements, three times a day for three weeks to be soda free. So you take one bifido balance before each meal, take two L-glutamine before each meal, and take three Crave Control Plus before each meal. So again, three supplements for three weeks to kick the pop habit. If you have questions for us, please call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Anna Derhock, licensed nutritionist, and Dr. Thomas O'Brien, leading expert on autoimmune diseases and gluten sensitivity. And we're actually open for questions regarding autoimmune problems today. Our number is 651-641-1071. And Dr. O'Brien, thank you so much for being on today with us. Yeah. And we actually have, we have a question. A, yeah, we have one que- We have two questions, but we'll take one for right now. Okay. Good morning, Nicole. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a question for us? I did. Uh, I was diagnosed with three autoimmune diseases, two months apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm worried about getting another because a doc- no doctor has really been able to explain to me how I got the first three and how I got them in such rapid succession of each other. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that, if Dr. Thomas has any ideas for 
um, how I got them so quickly and what I can do to prevent getting more. So, Dr. Uh, O'Brien, can did you hear the question, first of all? Yes, I did, yes, okay, good. and good morning, Nicole. Good Let morning. me ask what your age is. I am 38. 38, okay. And when were you first diagnosed? My first diagnosis was in February 2010. Okay. And what are the three? Uh, type 1 diabetes, two months later Graves' disease, and two months after that celiac disease. Yes, good. There, thank you. Thank you for the question. It's a really good question. And yes, I, there is an answer. Um, there are many, many papers that put those three together. Gluten sensitivity, which will manifest as... You see, the thing about celiac, it's the only autoimmune disease for which there is no argument from any specialist anywhere in the world what causes it. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows and accepts it's caused by a sensitivity to gluten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only autoimmune disease that is indisputable and accepted by medical science. All other autoimmune diseases can have multiple triggers, and there are some um, discussions as about what might cause this one or what might cause that one. No question about celiac disease. So, And there are many papers that tie these three together. Type 1 diabetes, which is um, the most common associated other autoimmune disease with celiac. The second most common autoimmune disease with celiac is thyroid disease. And if you want to read about that kind of thing, there's a website that everyone has access to. It's called PubMed. It stands for Public Medical Information, PubMed.gov. And it's a National Library of Medicine. And when you click on it, it opens up on a search engine, and you've got literally 15 million articles there. And they're research articles, and they're a little technical, but you can find a lot of interesting and useful information. And on the search engine, you would type in type 1 diabetes and celiac disease, and you'll just see all of a sudden pops up uh, a couple hundred studies. So, and your question is, no one can tell me why, and is there anything I can do to prevent developing any more? That's a really good question, and the answer is yes, of course, yes, there is. So... As we're talking about today, there's a trilogy in the development of these autoimmune conditions. And the trilogy, and we haven't really talked about the third one yet, but it's genetic vulnerability. So you've got the genes somewhere in your book of life. You were dealt this uh, deck of cards that says you are vulnerable to this. That doesn't mean you're going to get it, and that's what Dr. Bland's book talks about. doesn't mean you're going to get it. It just means that you're vulnerable to it. So you've got those genes, and then the environmental trigger is gluten. And at first it was okay. Maybe you had some tummy issues in your teenage years or some digestive problems and didn't really recognize them or they weren't too bad or something. And then intestinal permeability. So there are many, many doctors, many papers that have been written on this now that say you can arrest, and that's their language, is arrest the development of autoimmune diseases by healing the gut, healing the intestinal permeability. That's what we're going to talk about more um, in this show is part three, healing the intestinal permeability. So um, just hold on to to your hat here and um, have a pen and paper because you're going to pick up a lot of points that um, uh, may help you in your search to get a handle on this. And I will tell you that there's no question that um, we can um, stabilize conditions like that, and you can halt celiac disease completely uh, by avoiding all gluten and learning what to do. Uh, and we have reversed in many cases, and the, the, the papers on that are very clear. You can, you can 
reverse the antibodies to type 1 diabetes. You can reverse the antibodies to thyroid autoimmune diseases, in some cases, some of the time, if you're thorough enough. So the information is out there. It is possible to do. And um, uh, hold on to your hat, you know, as, as we continue on the show. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, yes. Dr. Thomas O'Brien. That was awesome. So are yeah. we going to take another caller, Anna? Do you want to, or should we do that? Uh, yeah, we can take another caller. We have Barb on line one. Good morning, Barb. Did you have a question for us? I did. Thank you. This is fascinating. Um, I have been told I have leaky gut mm-hmm. and that I should look at a paleo way of eating. Somebody else, not a doctor, said I should be tested for celiac. And the little bit of reading I've started to do about paleo, it talks about celiac. And I'm just wondering if a paleo way of eating is enough if I did have celiac, if that would cover what I would need to if I had that diagnosis. Well, we'll let Dr. O'Brien jump in, but we have <laughs> we have definite opinions. But go ahead, Dr. O'Brien. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, good question. Very good question. And um, w- w- just as a segue, heads up for people, um, if you're going to talk to your doctor about um, the leaky gut thing, uh, my suggestion is you write down these words and use these words. The words are intestinal permeability. I totally agree yes, with you. Yes. Uh, because, you know, the slang term leaky gut. I hate that uh, term. <laughs> uh, if, if you go into your doctor's office, hi, I've got leaky gut, he's going to think, oh, my gosh, this person's been reading some silly stuff on the Internet. I've got to deal with this now. And they may <laughs> smile, you know, but inside their brain is going, oh, my God. Uh, so just you, um, you, use the Scrabble word, in, yes. intestinal and permeability, uh, and then at least they'll, you're more likely to have someone who will listen. Mm-hmm. Um, paleo. You know, there are people that are on the paleo bandwagon. There are people that are on the anti-candida diet bandwagon. There are people that are on most diet bandwagons have groups out there that thinks everybody should go on this diet. And there are some people, there are many people actually, who respond really well to a paleo diet. My experience in practice is that most of the times when people ask me about that, my response is, well, it's worth a try. It's not going to harm you. And you and notice how you feel. But those that consistently respond well to a paleo approach are blood type O's. They just tend to respond more positively. But it's no diet is right for everyone. Yeah. That's why you want to work with a nutritionist who can help you sift through what your metabolism will, will function best with. Some people, you know, some of the sickest people I see are vegetarians. They're just sick because they're not getting enough protein and they're eating too many grains. And, but some of the healthiest people I see will be vegetarians. So um, there's no one diet that's right for everyone. But the, the direct answer to your question, though, if I go on a paleo diet, will it stop celiac disease if I've got that? The answer is it will, you'll, you'll stop throwing gasoline on the fire, and that's going to help, but there's much more that has to be done than just that. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Thank and you very much. Thank you for thank the call. You, Barb. And, Anna, I think what we should do is take our take break, our, our and then when break. we come back, I think we should talk about basically how we start to heal the intestinal tract. Yes, we'll talk about the slang word leaky gut. 
with Dr. <laughs> Dr. O'Brien. <laughs> All right, you guys. So hold on. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are struggling with extra pounds you put on this summer at the state fair or at the fam- family cabin or those family reunions or just stopping for ice cream too many times, I have just the solution. It is a healthy solution. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. And oh, no, you won't lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Sorry to say, but that's not actually healthy. Um, but you will lose a pound or two each week and feel awesome. So um, good nutrition is is what you need to put in your body to get good energy out. So anyway, if you have questions, please call us at 651-641-1071 or to sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss series, call 651-699-3438. If you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods. Look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their weight and wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, this coming week, October 30th, all the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes at Nutritional Weight and Wellness start. And we have one in Lakeville, St. Paul, Wyzetta, Maple Grove, North Oaks. My lo- Did I miss anyone? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so what happens is you meet with a nutritionist for two hours to have a one-on-one personalized plan and then attend 12 weekly nutrition support classes. And you can take advantage of the one-to-one education and support plus 12 group classes, which offers you both nutrition education and support so that you can actually reach your weight goals this fall mm-hmm. or at least get started on them. Yes. So if you have questions sign uh, to sign up, call 651-699-3438. Yes. And, and time's going too fast. I know. We're talking with Dr. Thomas O'Brien. Um, and I, we, we, have met, we have still two callers, but we, I really want to get to the intestinal permeability. So... Susan and Linda, I'm going to be in the office all day. Please call if you have questions. I would love to speak to you. Um, But Dr. O'Brien, I have two specific questions which will lead us into our leaky gut discussion. But we had a question from a client who has Graves' disease. And for listeners who who don't know what Graves' disease is, it's an autoimmune thyroid problem. And actually, President George Bush and his wife both have Graves' disease. But it's when the thyroid is overactive. And our client wants to know if she could heal her thyroid and basically get over Graves' disease. And also, how long does it usually take to reverse an autoimmune disease? Okay. Two good questions. <laughs> okay. You're on. Yes, there are case studies in the medical literature of arresting, meaning stopping the condition to where um, there are, there's no evidence that it's still going on. And how long does it take to reverse it? Um, it depends on the practitioner and it depends on what, um, how the approach is given. Um, 
uh, I actually am putting together a training program that we'll be coming out in the spring with, um, traveling the country teaching doctors about this and, and nutritionists. Okay. And we'll reach out to um, you folks uh, uh, with an announcement at that time. Maybe we'll be on the show again. Okay. Uh, but it, it depends on the individual. My usual comments to patients is you should notice that you're feeling better within three weeks. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, by no means will you be fixed in three weeks, but exactly. you, you, you apply the programs that we recommend and you really stay vigilant with this, you better notice that something's better, my body's working a little better, or we're on the wrong track. Mm-hmm. And for a time frame, realistically, it's about uh, two years mm-hmm. to reverse um, some of the damage that's been caused by autoimmune conditions. It can be anywhere from six months to two years. Okay. And that takes some very careful eating, doesn't it? That's correct. That's a prerequisite. <laughs> Every forkful of what you put in is either going to cause more fire or it's going to be putting the fire out. And I so, think, I you think, know, you know I, I don't know. It's if not you, rocket science. Yeah. I mean, if your body's on fire, you have an inflammatory disease, and that's what autoimmune diseases are, inflammatory diseases. Your body's on fire. Stop throwing gasoline on the fire. Mm-hmm. You think? I guess. Excuse, excuse yes. me, but, you know, it's not rocket science. You know, I think that a lot of clients or a lot of people believe that uh, nutrition is like one shot. I get yeah. the information, and but that it's so much more complex, well, isn't it? Well, that's because all of the advertisements on television about the wonders of this pill mm-hmm. or that pill with whatever disease you've got, everybody looks so happy. And the pharmaceutical industry made a decision back in the late 80s. We're going to start marketing directly to uh, the general public, and we're going to get them to believe these pills are great for us, so they go to their doctor and tell your doctor about Boniva. Yes. And so they started this whole marketing uh, approach where they, make, they show people on television looking so happy and running around enjoying life while the narrator is saying, this may kill you, you have to be very careful because you may get cardiovascular disease or a stroke or you may die. But everybody looks so happy in the background. So we bypass listening to what they're saying about the warnings, and we just want what we see on the television screen. So we believe there's always a magic pill. There's no magic pill. Stop throwing gasoline on the fire. Mm -hmm. So let's let's kind of go back to this. How do we heal our (laughs) intestinal tract? You woke me up at 6 in the morning, so you're going to get it here this morning. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. So how do you, you know, we certainly t- talk, tell people, you pull away the things that are causing the problem. Like, for one thing, we usually recommend pulling away the protein gluten, and we also pull, often pull away the protein casein that's in dairy products. And, yes. of course, we pull away soy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... I, what what would be some of your answers, Dr. O'Brien? Yes, okay, the first thing is stop throwing gasoline on the fire, and that's correct. So the, those those foods that tend to be much more inflammatory, you just want to take them out for a while. Promise, you won't die without your ice cream. Promise. <laughs> and there's really good alternative ice creams if you like ice cream so much. I mean, the coconut ice creams are really good, some of them. So that's the first step, stop throwing gasoline on the fire. After that, there is a multitude of nutrients that can help heal the... There's no one magic one. Exactly. Uh, right. um, there's a multitude of them, and it's called a pleiotropic approach. And there's another Scrabble word, 
at pleiotropic, P-L-E-I-O-T-R-O-P-I-C, pleiotropic. And what that means is multiple approaches to get the same end result. So you take a number of different nutrients to turn on the genes in your gut to say, heal, heal. You've got to turn those genes on, and there's no one pill that does it by itself. There are some basics that are really important, like glutamine and vitamin D and curcumin and the probiotics. There's a number of things to take, and what we found is that consistently people will take everything I recommend to them when they're scared and they come in and they do an OMG, I've got this, OMG, oh my God, I better, okay, I'll do it. But they start feeling a little better in a few weeks, and they've got seven things that they're taking twice a day. And now after a few weeks, they run out of one bottle because one bottle has 60 and the other bottle has 90. So they run out of one, and they say, oh, I'll get it when I go into the docks next week. And then they, they keep taking their other things, and they're being vigilant about taking what they've got in front of them, and then they run out of another one. And pretty soon they're taking three things until they can, out of seven, and they still think, well, yeah, I'm doing what the doc said, because they don't, like, see the importance of it. Mm-hmm. That's one problem. The second problem is that people don't like opening six or seven bottles a day or twice a day to take out a pill. It's just a nuisance. So we came up with this whole concept of these packs, and we put these packs together that are specifically designed to heal the gut. And they t- and people take adults take one pack twice a day. They're called gluten sensitivity packs, and everything in those packs are designed to heal the intestines. So it doesn't matter if you take the packs or not. What matters is that you have a pleiotropic approach to healing the intestines. And whatever works for you, if you know if some people exactly yeah yeah. That's, and that's the job of your nutritionist or your holistically oriented doctor mm-hmm. is to know about this, to know about. And so you're going to surprise your doctor when you walk in and say, hello, doctor, I'm, I'm wondering if you can help me with a pleiotropic approach to intestinal permeability. And they'll look at you, and if you're in the right office, they'll say, well, yes, I can. If you're in, <laughs> if you're in the wrong office, they're going to say, what? And So... Um, that's actually a very good thing to do. You will surprise your doctor, but also give you a clue as to what they've been studying yeah. and if they're up to speed on a approach. And it's so critical because here's a statistic for you. Children diagnosed with celiac disease have a threefold increased risk of long-term mortality, meaning they're three times more likely to die after five years on a gluten-free diet than children that don't have celiac disease. Mm -hmm. Children on a gluten-free diet have a threefold increased risk of long-term mortality on a gluten-free diet. Mm. That's because they don't heal the gut. Yes. So they stop eating the gluten, which is good. But that's the prerequisite. You've got to heal the gut. You've got graves, you've got to heal the gut. You've got rheumatoid, you've got to heal the gut. You've got psoriasis, you've got to heal the gut. That's a prerequisite is that that has to be done if you want to arrest the development of the autoimmune condition. And it is a fairly complex healing process mm-hmm. that people need to go through. It isn't just a one-stop shop place. Oh, my goodness. There was a beautiful study that came out in 2009 with celiac disease, and what they did is that they showed as the intestines started to heal, which genes get turned on. And they identified 109 different genes 
that were activated at different stages in the healing process of intestinal permeability. A hundred and nine different genes in your gut that began, that got turned on to stimulate healing. And there's no product that activates 109 different genes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have right. to take multiple products. That's the pleiotropic approach. So, Dr. O'Brien, just I don't want to run out of time before, because I think a lot of people will have additional questions, and they can call our office, which is 651-699-3438. And, Anna, you'll be in, and you can yes. take some questions. Mm-hmm. And um, But how do they find you? And talk about your website. Yes. Before My we website is thedr.com, thedoctor.com. And just go to the website, and you'll find us, and you can email us and ask questions if you wish. Uh, but the, these two hostesses today are very knowledgeable nutritionists in the world of holistic health care. And you're in Minneapolis area, and you've got a couple of great gals there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you're you, great. Dr. Brian. You're awesome. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you, so you for much. joining us. expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.